Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we are discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. Hello and welcome to Good News with Twanda Blunt. I am your host and we talk with folks from all walks of life about their good news because ultimately, if your brothers and sisters are having some great things happening in their life, it's good news for you as well, right? All right, now sit back, relax and enjoy my next guest. Joining us today is Roshan Nicole. She's a singer, songwriter, actress, educator, mental health and wellness speaker. And she's also the Praise Factor Awards New Artist of the Year. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. First of all, uh, you brought to Atlanta, to the Praise Factor Awards, your full self, every performance, you gave a testimony, you talked about your life, and then you, you, you know, you gave us what you gave us on the stage and performing. But um, we loved your energy, uh, your lightness. And, you know, when you're talking about such a, uh, you know, a heavy testimony, yes. but you brought that lightness to it. And I want to say we appreciate you. Um, new artist of the year, you are so deserving. Talk about your experience here. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Miss Tawanda. So, uh, such an honor. Um, my experience at the Praise Factor was, it was such an amazing experience just to be able to have that space as an indie artist and to, you know, to perform um, or minister and um, to be able to share my testimony. And it was just great to meet other um, like-minded individuals and mm -hmm. artists who are talented, so many amazing people. Mm -hmm. I love the opportunity to just get to network and um, get feedback and, you know, talk about, you know, us collaborating together. And so I just, I'm so grateful for that opportunity and um, I hope to be a part, you know, next year as well. So yes, yeah. <laughs> Were you surprised that you won New Artist of the Year? I was, you know, I was just grateful to be there and just to be nominated. You know, when I found out that I was nominated earlier this year, I was just like, oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus. I'm like, people do love me, you know, and so, <laughs> right. I was like, people do, okay, okay, let me keep doing what I'm doing. And so just, I was just grateful just to be nominated. And then when they called my name, not only once, but twice, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, yes. um, somebody said, they were like, Rashawn, you were just sitting there for a second because when I, when they called my name, I was just like, they call me, you know, right, so, right. <laughs> very surprised and grateful, you know, for just, you know, winning. And, you know, like I said, just being there was just truly a blessing. And what was the second award? Um, Urban um, Artist of the Year. So new artist yeah. of the year and urban artist. Yes. Yeah. That awesome. was the first one they called too of night. So I was just like sitting there like, oh my it God. It was so funny. I was on the side of the stage and I saw you and I was like, did she realize they called her name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I just kind of sat there like, oh, they called me. And then I was like, oh, they called me. You, know, you, know. <laughs> you, you talked about while you were here, and, and I'm sure you probably share this all over the world because it's the what you're supposed to do. But talk about your testimony for a moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my testimony. 
Um, I'm going to go all the way back to 2012, where um, I was very, I was very sick, very ill. Um, I went into the ER. They, um, you know, scanned my stomach because I was having stomach issues, and so it come to find out that um, my appendix was enlarged. It's supposed to be a pinky. It was a whole size of a hand, and part of my colon was also inflamed and enlarged. So. They had to go in and cut me and, and take out the appendix and my um, part of my colon. And so a, a surgery, you know, typically someone's in the hospital for about a week. Well, come to find out I was in ICU for 30 days. Um, each time they did, they had to perform two more surgeries within that 30 day span. And so each time they did my surgeries, they told my family, you know, prepare for Rashawn. She may not make it. Mm. What happened was where they took out the infected um, colon, when they reconnected me, I had leaks. And so my body was becoming poison or toxic. Yes. And it's called septic. And so typically mm -hmm. there is a small percentage of people who, um, you know, who survived that. Right. So, That's yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I had, you know, when I was in the hospital, um, they gave me a temporary ileostomy or a bag. I don't know if you're familiar with that. And I so, am very familiar with that. Well, I ha they told me, they said, you know, Rashawn, you may have to have this the rest of your life or it may be temporary. And so I'm sitting there, I'm just like, what? You know, um, I'm just like, what's going on? And so um, when I left out of the hospital, I still wasn't in the clear, just very sick. And it took me some time to heal. And so I was dealing with um, flashbacks of my surgery and my near death experience, because I just, I remember everything. I remember mm -hmm. being so sick. I felt like I was, I was dying. Mm -hmm. um, and so they prescribed me sleeping medication to sleep at night for the PTSD. Um, I suffered from anxiety and depression because I didn't know if I had to live with the ileostomy for the rest of my life, you know, just not knowing that. Um, and so, you know, in hindsight, the prescription should have been go and seek counseling for what mm -hmm. I they didn't prescribe that um and so as at night i couldn't sleep so i'm taking my sleeping medication and then you know weeks would go by and it wasn't really working and so you know i'm drinking at night so one cup turned into two to three to four um to a whole bottle you know and more and so um i'm just trying to knock myself out so i'm not dealing with flashbacks and my anxiety and everything and so um, thank God, after six months, they were able to, um, you know, take the bag and, and reconnect my, my colon, mm -hmm. but I'm still suffering. I'm still seeing those flashbacks. So um, year after year, this, the, you know, Swana, I suffered in silence for nine years. You know, wow. I put on a face and I'm wow. such a good activist, but I'm not mm -hmm. drinking during the day, but at night, I just need to knock myself out, knock myself out. And so, um, it's 2020 the end of 2020 i remember it was new year's um eve and so i was at my sister's house she's my she's my angel and i just told my sister i was like i can't do this anymore you know my family knew that i was going through they just didn't really know the extent you know yeah, yeah they didn't know the extent and so i just i said i can't do this and so i i told her everything and so she's a nurse and she found a facility for me um, and so I went into treatment at the beginning of 2021 from January to March. And the program is, um, it's just this amazing facility in Edmonds, Washington. People fly all over the world to go to this facility. And so um, the program is, is four weeks, but I told them, I said, no, I need, I need two months, you know, just mm -hmm. to heal and just be delivered and set free. It's a faith-based um, facility as well. So, you know, prayer and Christian counselors and, and everything. And so 
when I was in the facility is when I started writing. And so I wrote Wounded Scars and Free. And when I wrote those songs, I didn't think they were gonna be songs. And so I was just writing what I was feeling in the moment. And so I remember I was in the Zen room. And so it was like, I was, it's day three. And I'm just writing, you know, the silence is loud. I don't know what to do with myself. Depression is real, like a cloud hanging over me. Been medicating myself to numb the feelings. It's not working anymore. So I just kept writing. The next day, I'm reading it and I get this melody and I was like, oh wow, this is this is a song, you know. So it came to me like that. But I was talking to God and I was like, God, this is great, but what do you want me to do with this? You know, because I, <laughs> I didn't want to release it. I didn't want people to know what I was going through. Hardly anyone knew that I was even there at the facility. And so I said, thank you, God, you know, but God was speaking to me while I was there. And he was like, Rashawn, this healing is just not, it's not for you. It's for mm -hmm. other people. There's so mm -hmm. many people suffering in silence, especially in the Christian community. They need to hear your testimony, your music. Mm -hmm. And so when I left out of the facility after two months is when a week later I went to the studio and I said, okay, God, okay, I trust you, Lord. Wow. And so as I released my music, healing was just coming, healing was just coming. And then, you know, speaking to different organizations and churches and now schools and just talking about just overcoming obstacles and trials. And I just, I love it because I just see God working, you know, through these people and working through me to be able to share not only my music, but my testimony for healing and deliverance. So yeah. Wow, yeah. what a testimony. Now, have you always been an artist? Have you always been singing? I have, you know, and, and looking back, you know, I, I've been recording in the studio for about 20 years and, you know, as a teen and in my early twenties and everything, but I didn't take it seriously. I, it was just something that I love to do. It was more of just like a, you know, kind of a hobby. I'll release something here and there. But when I released this music is when I found my purpose and it's when mm -hmm. I said, okay, my ministry, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so it, it was just this total switch from like hobby mm -hmm. to ministry. Wow. Well, well, because it's wrapped up in your testimony and mm -hmm. something that you've lived your experience. Absolutely. So that's yes. amazing. amazing. Yes. We love both of the songs. I think you gave both of the songs. Um, they are amazing. So what's your writing process like now after, you know, being out of the facility? Because that's when you wrote your hits. But right. you, have a, <laughs> you have a process now for writing? You know what? Um, I, I actually don't because songs will come to me um, either way. So sometimes I'll just sit and write and I'll have a, I'll have lyrics and then a melody will come to me. Or sometimes like I'll work with my producer and he'll have, um, you know, a track or, and I'll just write to it. So honestly, it's, it's just God just gives it to me either way or I'm dreaming and I'll have a melody or a, a, some lyrics and I'll wake up and I'm like, okay, let me write this down or let me record this. So. Um, I don't have a specific way. It's just the way that God gives it to me. Yeah. <laughs> how, how you're a school teacher, you work in the educational uh, industry. Yeah. How has your experience helped you be able to deal with teachers that you're mentoring yeah. or even students that you've mm -hmm. had to uh, be a part of their lives? Because you're not just a teacher today. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just at a, a panel and the teachers were talking about um, these were uh, superintendents, you know, top level. And the questions were asked, how do you protect the teachers in this environment? Because it's, it's, they've made it so that um, the kids can act out on you, but you can't do anything to them. Um, right. So the teachers don't feel safe. And, yeah. and then how do you just teach without having to be mama, daddy, counselor, nurse? Cause y'all all of that. 
Oh, for sure. You guys are all of that. So how did your experience help you in in your educational walk? Yeah, you know, um, when I was in the classroom, um, you know, being an educator, as you, like you said it, you know, you're everything, you're the mom, you're the dad, you're the counselor, you know, and so it can be very taxing. It really can, especially if you have a family at home and then going home and, and you know, taking care of your family. And so um, I would just say like, my experience has, has definitely helped me because now that I'm mentoring teachers, I'm able to really um, relate to them. You know, I, I share my, I, I do, I share my story. It's out there, it's in the public. Um, and I tell them, you know, I, I had struggles and you might be struggling now with your, you know, your class or whatever you are struggling, struggling with in life. But I just kind of let them know about my story and I'm, I'm always supporting them and saying, you know, how are you feeling today? Let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about, before we even talk yeah. about the classroom, how are you feeling? How, what are you doing, you know, to take care of yourself? And so that's always like the first thing on the top of my list. And so, and sometimes we may not get to the classroom conversations because that might be what's on their mind yeah. and they may need to share, you know, because in order for them to be successful, we do have to deal with how can I help you? How, how are you doing? And so I will talk about different steps. Like, are you taking care of yourself? Are you, are, you know, are you getting enough sleep? <laughs> are you eating healthy? Are you yeah. drinking water? You know? Um, and so I would just say like, I'm able to, to really support them just by just asking those questions, letting them know that I care because being a year one teacher is what I support in year two and year three as well. Oh, yeah. um, you know, can be a lonely feeling, um, not mm-hmm. really knowing how to advocate for yourself as an educator, who to go to. So we'll, I'll provide those resources as far as like um, resources in the district and even sometimes some resources um, to support them outside of the district as well. Um, I even have a list of counselors that they can speak to. Um, um, yeah, therapists. So I'm, I'm just, I'm there for them in all capacity. Um, I get phone calls sometimes at night and Rashawn, I, I can't do this. And I'm like, you can do this. You, yes, yeah. you can, you know, yeah. let's talk about why, why are you feeling this way right now? And just really supporting them and just having a conversation and, and just being, you know, um, you know, relatable to, to the teacher. Yeah. You, you guys think that that's a whole person. So sometimes you don't separate what you do in your family life or, yeah. you know, there's no separation for sure. So, yeah. You know, how do you juggle all of that? And first year yeah. teachers, the attrition rate is crazy because they're like, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. So it, it's good that you're able to support them in that way because everybody needs it, certainly. Everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. needs it. Um, Roshan, um, what's new on the horizon? Are you writing new music? Are you getting ready to do a new project? Or are we in the new project right now? Yeah, so I'm I am back in the studio, so I'm doing some writing and next week I'll be speaking to different elementary schools and um and encouraging students, elementary students about overcoming obstacles and trials. And so um they want me to actually come in my praise factor um outfit. They told me they said, Yeah, they said come in your dress and bring your, oh. your awards and your trophies and because some um principals found out about it of course i said okay i'll do that so i'll get three different schools next week share my experience and my story um and another thing is also i am um going i am um in a certification program to become an fdnp and that's a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner Mm -hmm. um and um when you know i share my story 
um, with um, the public, I always found out that, um, you know, sharing my story, my music, that something was missing. And so last year I enrolled to be a practitioner or, or a certified health coach. So then I can take on clients individually or in group settings to really hone in on their health because I don't want to just tackle the spiritual side, but also the natural side and look into, I'll be able to, you know, run labs on individuals and um, give them a specific protocol. Um, my niche would be like the mental health aspect or the digestive issues, but I can help people of all, you know, different, um, you know, ailments that they may have, but I really want to, you know, help people. So singing, share my story, but also giving, providing that service as well. And so um, hopefully I'll be- That's phenomenal. I, I went to someone like that. Okay. Yeah. She changed my life. It was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Because a lot of times people don't recognize um, sometimes the things that you eat you may yep. have some kind of chemical reaction, Absolutely. you know, in your brain, your body, and you're not sure where is this coming from, you know, but you're, you're eating that food or eating that, that one object. It could be weed. It could be grain. Yep. It could be dyes. It could be yep. anything, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's going to be great for Sean to add to to and, and that's a holistic approach yep. you know, to be able to add to that yeah yes looking at the whole body and we'll all have functional um labs so yeah mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really excited because i'm actually taking myself through this process as i'm going through the program so then i can be my own testimony as well so, absolutely yeah. absolutely tell folks um how they can learn more about you where they can go and see where you're going to be um and, and music and all of that yes yeah so um I'm available not only just to sing and minister, but also to talk about mental health awareness and wellness, um, giving talks about um, healthy lifestyles. Um, you can contact me. My website is roshannicole.com, um, and that's R-O-S-H-A-W-N-N-I-C-O-L-E.com. My um, email to contact me is also roshannicole at gmail.com. You can contact me. I'm on Facebook um, as Roshan Johnson. That's my last name. Um, my fan page is also Roshan Nicole. So either one, my fan page or my personal. I use them interchangeably. <laughs> and um, Instagram, Roshan Nicole. YouTube, Roshan Nicole. You can find me basically at Roshan Nicole everywhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> Make it easy uh, for you. <laughs> you are so delightful. Thank you so much for joining us today and just sharing your life, being transparent. And, and really, you know, letting folks know, hey, I went through that, but, you know, mm -hmm. look at me now. I'm okay. I mean, not saying you're perfect, but you're not where you used to be, sir. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us, Roshan. Thank you. I appreciate it. God bless. And God bless you and your ministry as well. Thank you. See you soon. All right. See you soon. I love her. Look, uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Good News with Twanda Black. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can email me at twandablack at thepgnetwork.org or goodnews at thepgnetwork.org. Watch the show via PGN TV on all your digital streaming apps or visit us at pgntv.org. We'll see you next time for some good news. God bless you.